everybody, and welcome to Drive Through View 593. Today we're going to take a look at Century Spice Road. This is coming out from Plan B Games right about the time of this video. Uh, it's designed by Emerson Matsuuchi, who also designed uh, Spectre Ops, which I really enjoyed a couple years ago. Uh, this is a very, very simple game. Uh, it has very discreet, simple actions. When I show you the rule book, it's basically one page, double-sided of rules, and that's it. Uh, you just will either take cards or play cards and kind of do the whole cube conversion thing from yellow to brown to red and so on. And I, that order's wrong, <laughs> but when I explain the rules, then you'll notice, but, uh, or you're going to be grabbing cards to score. So let's just jump right into the game mechanics and then I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Okay, here's everything that you get in the game. Now this mat here is sold separately. This will not come in the box for the base game, but all the cards and you can see these metal coins up here. These are going to come in the box that you get. And as I said, the rules are simply two sides of one sheet of cardstock. So how do you play the game and what's the point of the game? Well, the point of the game is to acquire these cards here, and these will give you points. And you can see here the cost, you need three red cubes and two brown cubes, and you get this card, and it'll be worth 14 points at the end of the game. Now, if you take cards here from these two slots, you'll also get one of these bonus coins uh, until they run out. These are worth three points at the end of the game, and these silver ones here are worth one extra bonus point. Now, what the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna shuffle up these cards here, face down, deal them out to the number of players. It plays two to five players. The player that gets the card with this symbol will be the start player, and then you'll just do clockwise. Now here you can see this is your caravan. This shows you the kind of the amount of storage. So here you can have up to uh, 10 different cubes there. Now the other thing that players are gonna get is they're actually going to start here with these yellow cubes. And depending on where you are in the turn order, you'll get a different amount of these. So you'll start with a couple of these on your caravan card. And then each player is gonna have the same starting hand oops, of these two cards. Bam, there we go. And you can see you've got two basic actions that you can start your game. Uh, on your turn, you can do a couple things. You can play a card from your hand. You can then pick up all the cards you've played. So if I played this card and then this card, maybe on my next turn, I will pick up all the cards that I've played. You can also claim cards out here. So like I already showed you, if you have the requisite goods here, you'll discard those uh, back into these dishes here and then take the card and then you'll slide everything down here to the left and maybe take a coin, or you can take cards from here, and these are kind of upgraded action cards. Now you can take this one here on the left for free, just take it and put it in your hand. You can see this one here will discard three red cubes if you've got them, and then turn them into two brown cubes, pretty simple. But if I wanted a card further down here, then I'll start placing any cubes that I want on here. So I go one, two, and then maybe take this card, and then we'll slide these down like so, and then present new cards. Now most of these cards here are going to be like converting one color into another. Sometimes you'll get a card like this that will just give you cubes. So this one will get, give you two red cubes. This one here will just give you one brown cube. And then this one here is a very special card. This will allow you to upgrade cards. Oh, excuse me, upgrade cubes. This will upgrade three cubes. And remember in your starting hand you've got upgrade two cubes. Now what does upgrading mean? Well if you look over here on the left they have a kind of a very distinct hierarchy. So yellow is kind of the cheaper cubes here. And these do have names. This is turmeric, saffron, cardamom, and cinnamon. And so you can upgrade uh, yellow to red, red to green, and then green to brown. So these are like, you know, the more rare cubes, the more expensive cubes, the more valuable cubes. And so when I take and play an upgrade card, because maybe I'll play this one, I could take, let's say I had two yellow cubes here. 
I can take these two, discard them, and then get two red cubes. However, you can kind of daisy chain it as well. Let's say I play this card, I can upgrade this yellow cube into a red cube, and I've still got one upgrade action available from playing that card. I can take that red and then convert that into a green. So you can effectively upgrade one cube a whole bunch with all the little upgrade actions there. So that is the whole entire game. Now the game's gonna end when a certain number of these uh, cards have been acquired by one of the players. We'll finish out the round so everybody gets an equal number of turns. You add up all the points on the cards and the points from the coins. I should say that you do take the cards and put them uh, face down. We have actually played it with them face up, but I'll talk more about that in the review. Uh, but that's it, you basically play cards, acquire cards. Uh, I should say, if you acquire a card with a cube on it, then you get the cube. And of course, the last action is picking up all the cards that you've played. Okay, so that is Spice Road. What do I think of it? I absolutely love this game. It's really quick, really fast. You have a nice buildup of tension over the course of the game. You start off, you can't really do much. You know, you can upgrade a couple cubes, get a couple of yellow cubes, that's it, pick up your cards, go, go, go. And based on how kind of that deal of those upgraded action cards go, it can be sort of difficult to feel like you can navigate through that, build up a good kind of engine. And I don't really know what the optimal number of cards to go after is, but it feels like right around eight, maybe 10 cards that you would acquire. I don't know, it just, it kind of varies. Cause sometimes you can get into a spot where you have an engine kind of early and you can really be going and it really matches what's up there in terms of the scoring cards. So there's a kind of a weird balance between that, but then you're also kind of watching what the other players are doing. Cause you know, they got, Billy's got a bunch of brown cubes. They're like, well, he's obviously going for this one that you know requires brown. So I can maybe go over here. Maybe I can beat him to that one. Uh, but you might also get cards that like convert back too. So you might have one that you get a brown card and it gives you like you know, four yellows and a red. And so scoring some of these easier ones, like this one here, you can see he's got two yellow and a red, the two simple ones, that gives you six points versus and this one here, this gives you 18 for a bunch of the hardest, the two hardest ones to get after. And so you can play the game in a few different ways. You can try to be really quick to score all the cheap ones, you know, push the end of the game and try to get to five or six of those victory cards. And other folks are still like kind of grinding, putting up their engine. Uh, now I've had a mixed reaction from folks that I've played it with. I would say like family, lunch group, really solid. Everybody loves it, I love it. Uh, maybe 50% of the gamers types, you know, whatever that means, uh, they liked it or didn't like it. <laughs> so. I think this is right in there. I know everybody's gonna compare it to Splendor. Yes, it's kind of like Splendor. I don't know that it's it's gonna be solvable like Splendor. I don't think Splendor is solvable. I think that's kind of hocus pocus, but uh, I think people are gonna have a harder time trying to convince others that this is solvable just because, you know, somebody's gonna come up with a thing like, always go for the low point cards, that's always gonna win, you know, and do the percentages. Not interested in that, but, uh, I think this is this kind of defies that sort of logic. Like in Splendor, they always say, oh, everybody just grab the second row and whatever. Although I have won many different ways playing that game. Uh, now the interesting thing to me about that is just to mention Splendor for one more second, uh, is Splendor for the game, or excuse me, the lunch group has come out several dozen times, like a lot of times, well over 50. And we played it for a while when it first came out and then, you know, kind of got bored of it, whatever, put it away. And then it came back out, we played it for like two weeks or so straight every day. And 
so I'll be interested to see if this one has that kind of longevity. I feel like it is, just based on feedback and my own personal appreciation of the game. I feel like this one has that like addictive quality. Because like I said earlier, you kind of start off really slow, you can't really do too much, and then that engine just gets going. And then the race goes, and Billy and Francesca, they're grabbing stuff, they're grabbing stuff. And it's like, ah, do I, do I spin down this way and try to grow, grab the low stuff? Um, but I can take a little bit of time this time around and grab a little bit, you know, chunkier scoring card than I, I was planning to. Uh, so it has that really kind of ramp up and then bam, the game's over and you needed one more turn and you would have gotten the big 18 point card. But dang it, Francesca ended it with the six point card and you need one more turn and she screwed you. So I like that. That works really well. It's one of those you could play like two times in an hour once people uh, know how to play the game quickly. Um, and so yeah, it, this is one that's like, it's really hard to say, hey, I like this because X, Y, Z, the theme, this and that and that. This one though, the theme to me is kind of the whole supply and demand market thing. So that, the theme of that comes across. You're kind of at this bazaar in this Middle Eastern area and you know, grabbing actions, grabbing conversion cubes and then the cubes kind of have their own sort of, I mean, there's not like a supply of cubes because they're unlimited according to the rules. Uh, but it's just a, it's a, a dearth of actions, a rarity of actions that you're really getting at. And that whole like pressure of being at the marketplace trying to buy low, sell high, in a very, very abstract way, it really comes across. Um, so it, like again, this is hard to say, hey, I can latch my, my thesis here or whatever onto these couple of points and say this is why the game is good. To do. This game is good because it's simple and because it's fast and because it's quick, it doesn't take long, and there is a ramp up in tension over the course of the game. Uh, there isn't a lot to sort of unlock in terms of complexity here, but there's always a lot to unlock in terms of what's going on and what's happening in the game. If you're there and you're present and everybody else is present, then it's, just, it's like a thrill ride almost. Uh, so I would definitely highly, highly recommend this uh, to folks. And certainly if you've got an environment like I've got with you know, like a lunch group or casual gamers or whatever, then it's like an automatic get. Uh, so I highly recommend this. Uh, the components and everything are really nice. The mats, not necessary, uh, but it's cool because like at work we have these horrible tables for playing card games on. They will munge your cards up, but having the mats nice, I probably won't even have to uh, sleeve this. But everything else, that comes in the base game, the artwork on the cards, the card stock, these little dishes here. Uh, really, really cool. Definitely getting your money's worth. So definitely take a look at this one. Thanks.